I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. You can live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforumc.org. Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Hello and welcome to the Five Yard Dynasty podcast. I hope you are all doing well. Liam, Super Bowl week, season is finally over. Did, uh, did you have a good one? Yeah, it was it was brilliant, Rich. Um, I know that you weren't there, and it's a shame. I, I'm going to rip you about it, but yeah, you weren't there. But the uh, Warrior Bowl five yard rush meetup uh, at Redwoods in London that was brilliant. Yeah, there's a a couple of the five yard lads, so like Nath from the IDP podcast, Murph was there, Dan from the flagship show, uh, Brendan again was IDP as well. So there was a couple of guys uh, from five yard, the Warrior Bowl crew, Foley and uh, Greg. And then a few guys that you just meet on Twitter and you, you talk to on Twitter and you don't ever put a name to the face. And then it was just nice to do that. Like uh, Martin or Lucky Fantasy Guy, he was there uh, and a couple of others. So, yeah, it was just good meetup. And the Super Bowl itself, uh, what an incredible game. Uh, I wanted nothing more than what happened, basically. The only thing I would say, and I'm sorry, Lewis and uh, Nick, if you're listening as Rams fans, but I wanted the Bengals to win. Um, and I think the rest of Redwoods did. Every time there was a big play by the uh, Bengals, everyone jumped up and they were screaming like it was their own team. And then every time a Rams um, player did something, you'd hear like three or four people <laughs> out of the whole bar. So 
yeah, it, it was a great, great weekend, a great game. Um, but how about you, Rich? I know that you weren't alive, or you weren't. I wasn't alive. Jesus, you're killing me off. Uh, no, <laughs> you I, weren't uh... up during the Super Bowl because me and Dan were talking in a group chat, and we just noticed that we were talking, even though we're across the room from each other. Yeah, I did. I did think that it was funny that you two were were in the same venue yet talking via WhatsApp. It was very 21st century for <laughs> you both. Um, but yeah, I, I I had a great time. Um, unfortunately, work commitments meant I uh, I couldn't attend and and unfortunately couldn't really stay up. So I I got up at four thirty, set my alarm, made myself a nice bacon sandwich and a, a vat of tea, and uh, yeah, w- watched it radio silent and um, yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, absolutely, um, yeah, you know. As you said, fantastic game. It was very interesting. I saw some negative comments, um, sort of in social media and things that um, it was a poor game. But I just think any game that doesn't involve a hundred points, people criticise. But to me, I thought it, it had everything and was fantastic. And at the end of the day, it was a you know a game that came down to the last drive, which was all I cared about. I mean, um, there, were, there were play after play about th- things that you, you would cheer about in a normal game. Like the Bengals D line was immense against the run. Um, I, I worked it out. No Rams running back had more than two yards per carry. Or as, as a combined unit, they had less than two yards per carry. They were in the backfield completely. And then um, the Rams, I believe, broke the Super Bowl sack record. Um, I think tied it, didn't they? Was seven, they did yeah. they tie it? Sorry. So, um, yeah, it's just a great game. And it was for people. like I know that you, um, I know that you like defense, but so do I. And, for, for people that really enjoy watching defensive games, that was a that was a good game for us. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. It was a it was a, a fantastic spectacle and, and very much enjoyed. Um, but for those of you who are tuning in, um, so oh, before we dive into the the topic, I almost forgot <laughs> cocktail of the week. I know it's it's the main reason why why some people tune in. So uh, so come on, Liam, hit hit us with it. Just because you're trying to slate me on Twitter about what is a cocktail, what isn't a cocktail, doesn't mean you need to start forgetting the segment, Rich. So um, this week, uh, obviously, I was in London. Uh, I stayed over last night as well into today, so I've not really had time to think up of a cocktail. So I'll tell you one that I had during my stay in London called a Cosmo Club. It was an, an uh, electric shuffleboard place me and my girlfriend went to yesterday. Uh, it's Ciroc berry, vodka, raspberry, peach, and lemon, and it was actually really good. Did come in a little, like, not wine glass, but a little um, sherry glass, shall we say. So, sounds, so maybe, so maybe not, not the not, manliest glass, but so, it was sounds, definitely sounds nice. Sounds very much like a 21st century Sex and the City cocktail. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> less, less said of that, about that, maybe the better. Um, but we'll dive into to the main topic for today. So today we are going to be doing a live mock draft so we Liam and I are in a live sleeper draft as you can see if you're watching the live stream we have got 10 fantastic people joining us these are a mix of my patrons um, and people from the listener league and a few people from five year rush um, basically we're, we're going to talk you through a dynasty startup so to set the scene this is a 12 team super flex um non-tight end premium league um so hopefully fairly standard i think this is fast to become kind of the norm in terms of dynasty circles um liam do you, do you have anything to say before we uh, we get going 
the only thing I'd say is we are including kickers, and that is just so we can put uh, rookie draft picks in um, in the startup. So yeah, yeah so the it, first it, the first eventually. kicker drafted will be the one the one hundred and one, um, yeah. and so on. Um, right. Well, we're we're live. Um, so Liam, you you're picking from the one hundred and six. I'm picking from the one twelve. What are you kind of looking at here with um, with your first round pick? Are you, are you going best player available? Are you looking at a specific player? Or sorry, I'm trying to stop that awful um, sound effect coming through. There's a mute so, button at the top right, Liam. Yeah, I think I've just done it. Okay, that was the one thing I couldn't test. So at the 106, I am probably looking at a quarterback. Um, Seeing Alan Mahomes, Herbert, and Murray went 101 to 104. I am probably looking at Lamar or Burrow here. Jonathan Taylor just went 105, so I will take. I don't know whether people are going to like it, Rich, but I'm going to take Lamar Jackson at 105 just for that rushing upside. No, I I completely agree with it. That's that's where I'd be going. I think it's difficult, isn't it? And I've done three startups now already this year. Um, one of them a mock and I just think that that first sort of six picks it's all it's, you can almost script it can't you it's the six quarterbacks it's Jonathan Taylor and then you're that Prescott and that's that's the first eight and it's almost like this the draft begins at nine um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what Rich Mundy does here um, at 109 as as you said Rich it kind of the feels like a teardrop and as expected, yeah, Jamar Chase goes off. So I would probably be looking at Jamar Chase or Jamar um, Justin Jefferson at this at these two picks here. Yeah, I think for uh, me, there's a definite kind of top seven, and then I think there's a teardrop down to Dak, Chase, and Jefferson, and then I think there's a, a, yeah. a, a, a chasm to this next pick. So if I can pick my spot in a, a startup. I'm definitely looking at those top 10 picks. Um, perhaps the, the first shock, really. I don't know if uh, if you'd agree with that. We've, we've seen Trey Lance go 111 to Pat. I mean, are you are you reaching for Trey Lance this early? Or? I am not, unfortunately. Um, in both of the startups that I have done, Trey Lance has been the QB8. Um, you know you're on this clock, right, Rich? I do, I do, I do. Yeah, okay, right. just... Just to so talk, talk um, through mine. So I'm I'm gonna go shock for me. Oh. My my wife's three overall, so I'm gonna go CD Lamb. Um, and when I'm trying to, to build my dynasty startup, I'm looking at two things really in a superflex league. I'm looking at quarterback and I'm looking at wide receiver. So I'm trying to build around as many young stud wide receivers as I can. I'm trying to build around as many quarterbacks as I can. For me, quarterback's a bit of a reach here. Um, as we talked about the tear break. So I'm going to go around my running back two, and that's going to be DeAndre Swift. So I, just to recap. Like the turn. Just to recap, we had uh, Liam took Lamar Jackson at the 106. Um, at the turn, I went CeeDee Lamb and DeAndre Swift. We're back to Pat, who took Trey Lance 111 overall. Um, should probably highlight at this point, we are also doing a third round reversal, um, which for me... I don't know if you'd agree, Liam, is is the only really fair way to do a snake draft in terms of dynasty startups. Um, all of my leagues, I, I insist on the third round reversal. Do you think that's something that you're you're looking for kind of moving forward? I am, yeah. Um, third round reversals, I, I 
don't see any reason why people wouldn't want to do it. I think that the value from the 101 to the to the 112 difference wise is a lot more than what you'd get, say, if you did reverse uh, rookie picks. And if you don't do reverse rookie picks, then it's even bigger. Yeah, so um, you're back you're back on the clock now at the 207. So to recap, in the second round, we had Jondre Swift, CMC, Najee Harris, Cooper Cup, Austin Eckhart, and then Javante Williams. So where are you going here, Liam? Realistically, I'm probably looking at wide receiver. I will say tight end hasn't gone yet. Um, I'm probably looking at one of these wide receivers that has dropped a little bit further than I expected, and that's Tyree Kill. Um, people are saying he's old. I mean, he's 27. He's, he's got a good few years left in the league, at least. Um, and yes, he's coming to the end of a contract, but I don't see him going anywhere. He's tied to, or he will be tied to Mahomes for, for a number of years. I don't see any reason why he's going any later than wide receiver five right now. Yeah, so then we see Cole Pitts come off the board at the 208. Another wide receiver you mentioned, Devontae Adams, he's gone at the 209. Uh, for me, obviously, I'm, I'm picking at the 301 with the th- third round reversal. Um, mm-hmm. I'll be honest, I'm, this is the point at which I'm probably looking quarterback. I'd feel a little bit nervous waiting for my first quarterback coming back to me in the, the end of the fourth. Um, so, so guys on my board would probably be Deshaun Watson, maybe Aaron Rodgers. This um, is why I really liked you going wide receiver running back at the turn, just because it was third round reversal and you knew you were going to get someone back um, in that third round. I think, to be honest, even if it's not third round reversal, he's still looking pretty decently at the 312-401, getting a, a double dip at quarterback. Um, the one thing I wanted to pick your brains on, Rich, is Kyle Pitts at the 208. How do you feel about that? You know my opinion on tight end premium, so I won't go into it too far. Yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit early for me, I'll be honest, um, particularly given that it's not tight end premium. Um, I don't think I'd feel comfortable with that, but I don't, I don't necessarily hate it. Um, so with my 301, um, I'm going to take Aaron Rodgers. Um, I think perhaps it's you know people see that as a slight reach for me. That's that's I think I've got him as a, a second round pick. I think he's my seventeenth overall player, um, so I'm pretty comfortable with the value there. Do you think Liam that with certainly in the startups I've I've been in, there's been this mad rush in the first round to go and get that sort of top seven? I then feel like Lance and sometimes Trevor Lawrence kind of sneak into the back end of the first. And then there's a real weight on quarterback. And I think that if you can um, hold your nerve, shall we say, and not panic, actually you can pick up some fantastic quarterback value in the third and fourth. No, I I really agree with that. The, the one thing I've been surprised about with this one is that only one quarterback went in the second round. I know a lot of people like to dip, like grab at least one quarterback in the top two, uh, to the top two rounds. The one thing I will say is I don't think I've seen Lawrence go as highly as you have. Um, I don't think he's gone anywhere near the first round. Last year he was, but I don't yeah, think no, this year I've seen him anywhere near the top end of the second. Oh, really? Well, I've, def- I've definitely seen him going there. Um, so, yeah, wow. I'm, I'm shocked that you've been getting the value that you have because, um, yeah, he's he's been a, a late... I, I, I think normally the QB8, QB9 off the board. 
Um, so we're just coming up to you now at the 307. So obviously you've got Lamar and Tyreek. Um, talk us through the board. What are you looking at here? So I was looking at quarterback if Fields dropped, but Tyreek did take him at the 305. So looking at the running back position, I feel like I could wait a little bit longer on a lot of these guys. So I'm going to take someone that has dropped a bit further than I thought he would again and take DK Metcalf as a strong wide receiver core and try and build my dynasty uh, team as a bit more of a maybe... I've, I've still got the versatility, I suppose, what I'm trying to say. I can still move towards a win-now team. I can still move towards uh, building for the future with all three of these picks. So Trevor Lawrence goes off the board at the 308. He's the third sophomore quarterback with Trey Lance going 111 and Justin Fields going 305. Are you surprised that um, that Lawrence is, is third after after those other two guys? Or no, not not at all. Um, I think Lawrence still has he's had a lot more of a pass than. Uh, what you'd see from other quarterbacks, and he, he, I think that partially comes down to obviously what happened in Jag, uh, in Jacksonville, but he has a lot of a of a rushing upside compared to a lot of the other, and um, a lot of the other guys that you're probably taking in this range. So I, I can see why he's he's gone where he was, um, but this is a typical startup for why what, what I expect a lot of quarterbacks in the top three rounds. Yeah, it does. It does feel like you know I talked about um, taking a risk with quarterbacks, and I, it, it's something that I think it's. I'm leaning towards doing it more because I think when it works, you, you can be absolutely loaded, and then find incredible value at the quarterback position. But it is a huge risk because I think if you if you do risk waiting on quarterbacks and you wait a little bit too long. And end up holding the bag, and you know you end up with basically nothing. Um, I think it's it, it can basically end end <laughs> your dynasty yeah. startup, end your season for, before it's even begun. Um, I do think that for me, if if I'm waiting on quarterback, I'm probably looking to take three within the first kind of seven or eight rounds because I think that what the idea of waiting is basically what you're saying what I lose in kind of elite production I can make up for with volume in that in that sense if that makes sense yeah so rich here we've had some a little bit of a run of uh, wide receivers here so after the Lawrence pick we had Diggs Watson Mixon and Gibson go for the um rest of the third round and then after that we had Higgins Waddle and Deontay Johnson and I wanted to get your thoughts on Waddle, Rich, because I've seen him go anywhere between the wide receiver 12 to the wide receiver 6 or 7. Yeah, I, I think for me, this is about where I'm comfortable. I think that end of the third, early fourth, what is he, the tight end, uh, the wide receiver 12 off the board. Um, he's my wide receiver 12. Um, I think that's, that's for me, a really good spot. I think any anything above that, you're reaching slightly. Um, so you're back on the clock now. So to recap, you've got Lamar, Tyreek, DK Metcalf. Um, what are you thinking here? Are you looking at another quarterback going running back perhaps? I, I am actually thinking another quarterback. So I, if Nick Chubb fell to me, um, I would have been taking him as my running back one. Would have been more than happy with that. But I'm going to go a bit risk. Uh, 
I went on auto pick. That's not what I wanted. It's okay. I got you. Cheers. Oh, Jalen Hurts is who I wanted. Rich, you won't let me draft him. You've you've selected Jalen Hurts. Okay. For some reason, on my phone, it had three seconds left, and I was trying to wind down the clock a little bit so we could talk a bit more. But yeah, I wanted Jalen Hurts. Um, go a bit more risky at my QB two. Um, are you are you concerned that he could could be losing his starting spot next year? I don't think he will lose the starting spot next year. Um, yes, they've got first round capital, but they've got a lot more holes um, on that team than than what what they're going to fill um, at quarterback position. So I think they're going to be fine. Um, I do worry about him further than the next few years. But yeah. QB, I think is went as QB 16 here, 15, 16. Yeah. I'm happy taking that because at the end of the day, even though he hasn't got the all of the um, all of the questions answered, if you look at the rest of the QBs here, who has got the same upside that also has the same security or the security that you're asking for? I wouldn't say any of them do. So I'm more than happy to take the risk here. Yeah, and we see now our first uh, rookie pick off the board at the 408. So the 44th pick in the draft. Do you think that's that's good value there? Do you think that's a little bit early? Um, non-tight end premium. So I'm just looking at the other people that are on the um, on the board still who went before Matt Jones. Uh, no, I think that's pretty good value. I think maybe a little bit early, but no. Looking at the players that have gone after him, I'd be comfortable with that. Yeah, I, I, for me, I think that's fantastic value. Um, I value the one on one around about sort of the thirtieth player overall um, in this sort of setup, and I think to get him, yeah, there it was. It was certainly something I was looking at. Um, so we're now back to me uh, on the turn. So at the four twelve and the five oh one. Um, so just looking at my my kind of rankings, so best player available as we speak. So I've got, uh, it's quite interesting, best player available is the rookie 102, the rookie 103, Saquon Barkley and Devonta Smith. Um, so I guess it's a question of this is the point at which I'm trying to decide where I'm pivoting in the draft. So if I'm going rookie picks, I'm kind of saying I'm going for that productive struggle and, and look into next year. Or do I try and win now with someone like a Saquon Barkley? Um, what I'm going to do with the way my roster started already with Yondo Swift and Aaron Rodgers, I'm going to take a little bit of a risk. I think the value has has dropped significantly. Um, so I'm going to double up. I'm going to take Saquon Barkley. And then I'm going to take George Kittle, who is my tight end one in a standard league. Um and yeah, I'm I'm very happy with my first five there. So to recap, I've got CD Lamb, DeAndre Swift, Aaron Rodgers, Saquon Barkley, and George Kittle. What do you think, Liam? So, so you're really going for that first few years of production, and then try and rebuild after that. Um, I, I quite yeah, like that. Not... If, if that's the first five picks out of a startup, I'm taking those five picks. That <laughs> you would never assume that Saquon Barkley would be going the end of the fourth. When he was going yeah, it's not normally a move so I like to make. Year. It's not normally a move I like to make going that aggressive win now. Um, but I just think that I find it with startups, particularly at this time of year, people lean too heavily, kind of youth. 
And I think that actually you can get some fantastic value in in some of those aid or running backs. And and let's be honest, Saquon Barkley has had incredible highs and incredible lows. Um, There's a new offensive coordinator there. I think, you know, this was, I saw a tweet the other day about he basically has had almost an identical start to his career as Marshall Falk. Marshall Falk then went on to have, you know, one of the best running back careers and and was, uh, you know, a, a future Hall of Famer. That's a I'm not saying Saquon Barkley is going to be That's that, but game. I just think I just think it's a risk if we're if we're writing off um, elite talent, which is what Saquon Barkley is. I, you know, yes, I've I've been burned many a time, but uh, but count me in for another round. Um, so coming up to you in the fifth. So again, you've you've started your um, your draft. You've got two quarterbacks. You've got Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, and you've got the two elite receivers with. Uh, Tyreek Hill and DK Metcalf. Um, are you, you going to go running back here again, or, or what are you thinking? Uh, see the the value at running back. I don't quite see it there at this point. I feel like I'm in a bit of a, a ditch once Dobbins went and Barkley went, and I'm not a massive Cam Akers guy. I, I'm sorry to all those listening. So I think what I'm going to have to do here is take. No, I'm not taking Justin Tucker for visual fans. Um, I'm taking the 102. Uh, you mentioned it on your turn. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's it, great value it here. Gives, it gives me enough versatility to either go young and make a pick at 102 and trade away Jalen Hurts um, or see how the season goes with him because he's still really young. Or still gives me the versatility to go and trade that for a top asset. That um, sorry, Lewis, if you're listening, but I would trade the I I wouldn't trade the 102 for Ke- um, Keenan Allen, who went a pick before him. Travis Kelsey, the same again. Sorry, Tarek. Um, so I think the 102 here is, is pretty good value. Yeah, I, I I tend to agree. I think it's you know I talked about it on the turn a few picks ago. I think it's fantastic value, and and I love the way that you're building, essentially a you know a, a kind of a productive struggle type team. Maybe going a little bit older at wide receiver with Tyreek, but you've got those those quarterbacks that will offer that longevity. You've got the wide receivers that traditionally offer the longevity, and then you've got that pivot point at, at the the draft pick. So I mean, with the the draft coming back to you in sort of seven, eight picks time. What are you thinking here? Are you going to continue down this theme of, you know, essentially a productive struggle, looking at wide receivers, quarterbacks, rookie picks, and, and almost punting the running back position? Or, or do you think there could potentially be some value at running back coming up? Yeah, so I think coming around to my sixth round pick, 606, I, though, those are my two options really. Are I either go really young, um for the next few picks and try and see how young I can get and go into that productive struggle or whether I use those two picks that you made previously, the 103 or the 102 and Hertz and pivot away from uh the productive struggle and try and move into more of a win now situation. Um looking at who's left on the board running backs wise you probably are looking at more of a a a win now situation if you wanted to go running back here um i do have my eye on the 104 still um 
it's still still not been taken. Yeah. Um, the only say... running back that I thought I was going to take for a productive struggle was Travis Etienne, who went at the 602 just. Um, so it's a very pivotal pick for me, this one is. Yeah, I have to say, this is this is the point at which I think that we talked about waiting on quarterback. And this is where, you know, there's some fantastic quarterback values. If I'm just looking through my best players available list, so I've got Ryan Tannehill, Derek Carr, the 104, Aaron Jones, Kirk Cousins, or the next guys, you know, anytime a quarterback is the best available player in a startup Superflex league, I'm always shocked because I always feel like you have to reach for a quarterback. Um, just as I say that there's now been a quarterback run and we've seen Kirk Cousins <laughs> and Derek Carr go off the, off the board. Um, so, that, Liam, you're up here, so where are we going? That has made me have a little bit more of a th- think because if I'm going in productive struggle, well, re- regardless of what I'm going, it doesn't really matter. I could go quarterback uh, over the 104, probably not with who's left, so I'll take the 104. Um Again, still keeps me with that versatile approach of not knowing which way I really want to go. And it lead, leads up to more trades, I suppose. <laughs> and I, you know me, I love a good trade. Um, so, Rich, Ryan Tannehill goes the pick straight after 607. Um, so, what are you thinking coming up to your turn at the six, uh, end of the sixth round? I'll be honest, at this point, I'm, I'm panicking um, because. I talked about it this morning on Twitter. There's there's 21 quarterbacks that I'm comfortable having as, as my QB2. Um, there's there's now been 21 quarterbacks drafted. Um, I, I probably should have shut up and and, and not talked to everyone <laughs> into taking Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr, Tannehill. Um, but yeah, now those guys are off the board. I'm panicking because I'm looking at my team thinking I'm a win-now roster and I've not really got a QB2. Um, and, yes. And this listener is... Sorry, Rich, this listeners is exactly why I prefer a more versatile approach. I've still got the opportunity of, I suppose I'm in the middle as well, so I've got more of a, a versatile approach, but I've still got the 102 and the 104 that if I wanted to go more um, productive struggle, I can trade Rich the hurt, the, the hurt pick, and it doesn't really hurt me because I've still got those younger assets. And... Um, so, Rich, sorry for jumping in there. Yeah, carry no, on. So I think yeah, this this is a position that that I hate to be in, um, and this is the risk of of you know this is why I don't normally build. So win now. Um, I'm here. I've, I could potentially. I'm feeling like I need to reach for a quarterback, which I don't really want to do. Um, but you know the the next guys up are Baker, Daniel Jones. Matt Ryan went, maybe. Yeah, I mean, those are guys that I don't want to be taking till the kind of seventh, eighth round. But I, I don't know if I can leave it and risk waiting for one to come back to me at the back end of the eighth. So um, what I'm probably going to look at doing is I'm going to take, first of all, my guy um, that I, I can't believe he's still there. Oh, in fact, he's not there. I just forgot to cross him off my list. And that was Elijah Moore. I was getting so excited that Elijah Moore made it back to me at the back end of the sixth. Start at this round, Rich. He went 12-1. Um, so next best available players for me um, is Aaron Jones, Elijah Mitchell. Aaron um, Jones is gone, 603. Oh, okay, I need Come to pay on, more attention. Um, and then Amari Cooper. So I'm going to take Amari Cooper. Um, and then he I'm probably going to 
I'm probably going to have to reach on on quarterback. In fact, no, I'm not. What I'm going to do is I'm going to I'm, I'm messing with my head here. I'm going to go and I'm basically going to secure my quarterback room. I'm going to take that approach of where I waited, but I still need to take two. So I'm going to take my next best available, which is Baker Mayfield, and I'm going to take Daniel Jones. I feel a little bit sick doing that. I'll be honest. Yeah, I um, can imagine. But I just think that now I'm not panicking. I'm not stressing about another quarterback coming back to me. Um, and then I can just look at filling out my, my wide receiver room. Yeah, no, I agree with you. It does feel really awful. Um, <laughs> just so listeners know, we are now at the 106 for rookie picks. Um, just before Rich took the double dip, took the quarterback position. Um, I'll be honest, Rich, I'm looking at the running back room. Running back, uh, running backs left on the board. I'm quite liking this for the seventh round. Yeah, um, there's some great value there. There's, there's great value, but I'm also looking at one wide receiver that is still left on the board. Amara Cooper just went, who you just mentioned at 704. I can imagine now I've said that he, the wide receiver I'm looking at is not coming back to me. <laughs> I'm just waiting on Tarek's. Uh, Tarek's uh, Pick, yeah, there he is. Calvin Ridley, 705. I was looking at him going, that's crazy value if I could get him. Um, if he plays at the seventh round, that, that would have been crazy. Um, so, Rich, here, I'm looking at running back. But it looks so awful. Just so it's, awful. <laughs> like, it's a weird, weird, weird point of the draft, I feel, here, because this is the point at which I don't think there's anybody in this seventh eighth round that i particularly like um and it That's tends to be either feel like you're, you're reaching on some of those those kind of younger receivers with potential or this is where you're panicking and taking that third quarterback or you're potentially you know you talked about the running backs falling obviously we've got josh jacobs Clyde Hilaire, leonard fournette michael carter aj dillon None of them you feel particularly great about. Um, and I, I just, it's this is the point in the draft that I don't particularly like. So, where are you going? I'm going to have to go running back. The question is whether whether I stick to my guns on my AJ Dillon hype or whether I go someone else. Oh, this one's tough, Rich. So my, my best available on the board is so I've got AJ Dillon. Um I've also yeah, got the one over I'm gonna have to stick. Um I think it's it's very interesting doing this and it's you know it's, it's slightly difficult and slightly panicked trying to draft, trying to keep track of who's gone, trying to host a podcast. But um <laughs> this is basically how I never build a roster. In the how I'm looking, how I'm looking to build a dynasty startup is I'm normally trying to build around youth at wide receiver and complement around that. Um, and so far through seven rounds, I've got one wide receiver, and that was CD Lamb in the first. Um, so yeah, so it's you know, do, do as I say, not as I do, perhaps. Um, yes, I'm sitting here taking best player available until the sixth when I felt like I had to reach for Baker and Daniel Jones, but um, but yeah, it's it, this, this to me is is not how I'm looking to build a startup. I'm I'm looking to build around that youth at wide receiver and and kind of go from there. 
Yeah, so looking at the running back position, Rich, there's been a few picks come off the board. So Elijah Mitchell just before I took AJ Dillon, then Jacobs after me, and then Carter after that. I'm curious to get your thoughts because as we've already mentioned in this section, it kind of feels like you're reaching for anyone. I would have liked Cooper or um, Ridley to drop to me, and then I could use my first round picks to go and trade for a running back or two. But with with those wide receivers not falling to me, I felt like I was in a real ditch, shall I say, just not knowing really where to go at that running back room. I liked the value that was there, but I didn't really really know which one of that tier I should be taking over the other one. Um, so I'm including Clyde Edwards there that's still on the board. Um, and I suppose Miles Sanders, um, I mean, I'd have him lower than the rest of the, the names that we've mentioned, but that kind of tier feels like running back two tier. And as I'm taking them as a running back one at the moment, um, I don't feel too comfortable with that. Yeah, I think there's there's a big drop off here as we see the likes of Brandon Ayuk, Jerry Judy, Michael Pittman. It's 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 kind of either running backs that, as you said, are, are running back twos and have got a floor, or it's wide receivers that could potentially break out. You know, we could easily see any of these guys, whether it be Marquise Brown, Jerry Judy, Michael Pittman, Brandon Ayuk, they could easily be a wide receiver one next year, but they could also completely flop and end up being kind of a you know a, a bit of a nothing. Um, they're all in uncertain situations. Um, so coming back to you here, are you you thinking that you need to to reach and go running back again, or are you looking at potentially um, something else? else to be honest, honest I was looking at running back in Cl- until Clyde Edwards Hilaire went. Um, I'm also looking at the quarterbacks. Not really fancying any of the quarterbacks right now. So tight ends again. I'm not fancying any of those. I am going to take a running back here and I'll take Miles Sanders. I think eighth round value on him isn't too bad. He could do a lot worse in the eighth, in in my opinion, at least. How do you feel about that? Because I know you're not a Miles Sanders fan. I, I mean, I used to be. I believe in the talent. I'm just not sure it's, it's the ideal situation um, moving forward. I think that perhaps it's a, it's a Jalen Hurts-led offence. I'm not sure there's enough volume for Miles Sanders. You know, there's potential rumours that Jordan Howard could be back next year to vulture some touchdowns. Don't don't love it. Don't hate it. Um, I think, you know, it's, it's not a terrible pick. Um, I think at this point, if I was in your shoes, I'd have probably been pivoting, you know, targeting that productive struggle and, and basically just punting that running back position and just going either more rookie picks or, or more young receivers. Um, we're coming up to, to my pick here shortly. So obviously I've got my quarterback room sorted. I've got two elite running backs potentially in, in Saquon Barkley and John <laughs> Swift. I've got George Kittle, um, which to be honest, the last few picks have, have worked perfectly because best player available for me, I've got Chase Claypool, um, I've got Hunter Renfro, and I've got Juju Smith-Schuster. So um, I'm probably going to be targeting one of those th- or two of those three receivers um, here. Um, yeah, Dallas Goddard goes a pick ahead of me, so I'm very happy. I will um, will be taking Chase Claypool, um, and then I will also be taking Hunter Renfro. Um, I would consider Juju here, um, but I just think, yeah. given the fact that I'm taking Chase Claypool, I, I don't particularly like targeting two receivers on the same team. But he's not on the same team. Anyway. I know that Juju is a free agent, but I still think he could potentially 
be back with Pittsburgh next year. So uh, I'll I'll go Hunter Renfro and and hope that you know what we saw this year is is what we're expecting moving forward. Um, yeah, and hopefully it wasn't just a, a flash in the pan. I will say after I made the Sanders pick, I looked down the wide receiver list. Um, just take listeners behind the curtain. I haven't set a queue because if I set a queue, everyone can see it um, as I'm streaming it. So I'm sure that Paul and a few others might be looking at it just to annoy me during the draft. Um, so I was look. I, I saw Juju afterwards, and I was, I was there like, oh man, I wish I took him now. Um, eighth round value for Juju, I quite like. There's still Mike uh, Mike Thomas and Mike Williams still on the board as well at the wide receiver position. Um, nine, ninth round, are you willing to take a shot at either of those? Um, I'm, I'm not a big Mike Thomas guy. Um, I know that Pat, who's, who's in the draft, seems to be giving me abuse that I, I don't believe in Mike Thomas. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I wouldn't be taking him here. It's probably a little bit early for me to be taking Mike Williams. I think it's maybe a couple of receivers. He's, he's about in the range that I'd be thinking about him. Though. Well, I am going to shut you up and I'm going to take him here. I, I quite like him. I think that he's going to stay in um, LA. Ninth round, I'm not looking at a wide receiver necessarily with the way that this league has been set up or this mock draft mock draft has been set up not necessarily looking at a wide receiver that i need to start every week um i'm looking at flex options at this point so mike williams if he becomes a week week in week out starter um like he was the start of the season then i'm more than happy with that otherwise i'm more than happy to chuck him in the flex spot and hope hope the best so we've had, uh, so we're now in the ninth round. We've had eight rookie picks go. Um, to be honest, I'd say where the I'll rookie honest, picks I've... have gone was probably about value. I don't think there's been any massive reaches. I don't think there's been any massive values. It's probably gone about to form. Do you think that where they, they've ended up going is about right? Yeah, I, I do. Um, just looking at the value now, you're looking at 109 here i believe rich is that what you said yeah so 109 here seems pretty good value um again like would you trade the 109 for Kadarius tony alan robinson brandon cooks i'd take the 109 out over everyone even mike williams unfortunately um i completely forgot the picks were still on the board so i want to go back and change my last two picks which isn't very good uh the podcast is starting to fall apart yeah, I think you know it, the 109 here is is great value. It's the the best player on the board for me outside of uh, outside of a quarterback. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's, it's decent value. I think where the picks have gone, I know we keep hearing that it's a poor class. I do think that at this point in the year, rookie picks are the value, and I think that all of these picks will probably be worth a bit more. Um, in, in kind of two, three months' time. As, as we yeah. talk about that, two picks have gone off the board, 109, 110. I wonder if these guys are listening. But um, one one um, pick that I completely missed on, I, I saw Juju go at the 905, two picks before I took Mike Williams. But the pick that I didn't see beforehand was Pat Frymouth. Rich, what do you think about Pat Frymouth at the 904? 
it is non-tight end premium, but even then he's going as the tight end. What was that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Tight end eight. Yeah, um, I mean, this, what do you think a, of that? That's about where I've got him um, ranked. Um, I think that he had a fantastic rookie season. I think he, in terms of you know, number of weeks in the top five, number of weeks in the top twelve. It was basically neck and neck with Carl Pitts. He just didn't have that that incredible elite upside. Um, this is a point where I'm not really looking to go tight end, so I'm trying to avoid the tight end just because I don't think the value's there. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's that's my only concern is that I think that reaching for a tight end here, you're actually taking um, kind of quite a lot of value off the board um, by going and grabbing one. Um, so right. you are you are now up in the tenth round. So just to recap, so Liam has got Lamar Jackson in the first, Tyreek Hill in the second, DK Metcalf in the third, Jalen Hurts in the fourth. You then went the one hundred one, the one hundred three, um, then AJ Dillon, Miles Sanders, and Mike Williams. Um, so talk us through the board. Talk us through uh, your thought process here, Liam. Okay, so we are looking at what is that? The one nine there so are we looking yeah, at the 111 111 oh, 111 so i'm still looking at the 111 um i'm also looking at kareem hunt um i think i'm going to have to take the 111 just because looking through the board i don't think there's many players on the board that i take uh or that i trade um the 111 for so yeah i think that's that cemented my pick rich 111 is going to be the uh, pick. Perfect. So, uh, interestingly, just looking through some some teams, we've got one team that still hasn't got a second quarterback. Um, do you think we're in the 10th? We've seen plenty of quarterbacks go. Do you think that's a bit of a risk at this point? Yes, definitely. Um, I mean, looking at the quarterbacks left on the board, you're probably not looking at... Um, anyone you're comfortable having as your QB2, let alone your QB, uh, QB3, let alone your QB2. Uh, you're looking at Davis Mills, Jared Goff, um, Matt Ryan, and then you kind of go into questionable quarterbacks or even starter um, position questionability. So Jordan Love, Sam Darnold, Taysom Hill, um, it, it kind of gets really messy after that point. So I'd be worrying if I didn't have um, a QB2 here. I'm just interested to see. Watch that rookie pick that uh, that team has. That would be the one twelve just gone there. I thought there was one before that. Am I looking at the wrong team? Yeah, he's got one before that. Was that the 101? No, I'm looking at yeah, looking at the wrong team. Uh, one, one oh five. So that's still a position where you can draft a quarterback in this rookie class. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, I'd still be worrying a little bit. I'm now back on the clock. Um, so just to to recap, um, so I've gone Ceedee Lamb in the first, DeAndre Swift in the second, Aaron Rodgers in third, Saquon Barkley in the fourth, George Kittle in the fifth, Baker Mayfield in the sixth, Daniel Jones in the seventh. Chase Claypool in the eighth, Hunter Renfro in the ninth. Um, so just looking through best players available on my board as we speak. So I've got Matt Ryan, Cordero Patterson, Rondell Moore and Adam Thielen. Um, I'll be honest, when I'm building a Superflex team, I'm always looking for four quarterbacks. Um, the fact that 
I reached on two and kind of panicked slightly has been shown to that it was the wrong decision because a guy that I've got ranked in the same tier as those two has made it back and that's Matt Ryan. Um, I'm I'm absolutely delighted to take a fourth quarterback here because I think that that gives me some fantastic trade capital moving forward into the season. Um, and as I said, I'm happy to take four quarterbacks because it means that I know somebody else is going to be shorter, um, as particularly when the value's there. Um, and then the other, you know, screaming value, given the way I'm building this roster, um, I think it's going to be Adam Thielen. Um, if I'm getting him in the beginning of the 11th round, yes, he's 32, getting up there in age. Yes, he's coming off an injury. But as my wide receiver four on what is looking like a win now roster, um, that's that's certainly a pick that I'm very happy to, to be making. Um, what I probably am looking at, and we we've, I know we've joked about this plenty of times on the pod now, is I'm probably looking at maybe one more receiver, um, depending on the value, maybe maybe one more receiver. And then you'll probably just see me take 20 running backs um, just to fill out that back end of my roster because I've got my two starters. Uh, I'm just going to punt, you know, I've got my quarterback room, I've got my four QBs. I don't particularly want a second tight end. I've got George Kittle. Um, so I'm just going to take 20 running backs after maybe one more receiver. We've made it 40, nearly 47 minutes into the pod without making that joke, which I think we did pretty well. <laughs> uh, I do like your Matt Ryan value. Um, if he made it back to me, he would have been my pick. And looking at the board now, I'm probably looking at um, another quarterback like Jared Goff. Um, he beat you to it. Jared Goff yeah. just gone. As soon as I say it, as soon as I say it. Um, now looking at the board, there's not a whole lot I like that I like here. If I was actually in a startup at this point, I'd be considering moving back. I mean, you, you've seen startups with me, Rich. I'm always considering a trade and moving back, but. Um, this is going to be an interesting one for you, Rich. I don't know how you're going to feel about it. I'm going to go Ramondre Stevenson because I think that he has a great chance at taking a large portion of that backfield this season. And having him as my running back three in the 11th, I'll take that. Yeah, I don't hate the pick. Potentially don't love the value. I think maybe maybe you've reached rounds. Um Fair enough. But, Fair enough. But, but yeah, I think I think it's solid. It's solid, certainly. Um, we'll uh, we'll be making this the the twelfth round, the last round that we'll be doing live, and then we'll we'll have a bit of a recap. Um, so, in terms of best players available for me, Liam, I've still got Cordero Patterson. It feels like I'm going to end up with him on every single one of my rosters this year because I'm so much higher than consensus on him. Um, Rondell Moore still sat there. Um, I think it's, it's a little bit of surprise that he's fallen so far. Um, you then got Chase Edmonds, um, potentially guys coming off injury, Robert Woods, Michael Gallup. Um, is there anyone that's kind of screaming to you as, as a great value here? Um, I mean, Robert Woods as a value, especially for a team such as yourself, would be great. Um, I was actually looking at the 202 that has just gone, um, just gone as well. So, I think those were the two biggest names that I, or biggest assets that I could really think about right now. Um, the guy that I I love, and I don't know whether I'd take him in the twelfth or whether I'd have to wait a little bit more, would be uh, Lavisca Chenault. I'm probably waiting until the thirteenth, if not longer. Um, 
But apart from that, I'm not loving what's on the board still. I mean, when you get into the 12th round, do you love what's on the board anymore? Um, Chase Edmonds, I like as a, a kind of a punt running back to try and fit, try try and ride the free agency wind. Um, but no, I'm actually looking, and surprise, surprise, I don't like tight ends, but I'm actually looking at filling my tight end spot here just because I think the value is there right now with some of the tight ends left on the board. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm surprised that the, you know, Mike Gesicki's still sat there. Um, I think that's, that's a fantastic value at, at this point in the draft, given the guys that have, you know, that have gone ahead of him, certainly. Rich, this is just going to sound like, or look like I'm copying what you're saying now, but I was actually looking at Mike Kosicki um, to right. take there. I, I liked Fant as well. I will throw that name out there. But yeah, I was when I said tight end value, I was looking at Fant and Gesicki, and now it just looks like I'm just following your advice. Sorry, mate. You you can just copy what I do. That's, that's not not a problem at all. Just just our drafts show our drafts show that I do not follow what you do apparently. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so for me, looking like coming back to me here um, with my final pick that I'm going to be making, um, I'm probably looking at that that final receiver. Um, I, I, I quite like the value of um, Julio Jones potentially here. Um, I've also got Kenny Golladay. Oh, he's gone. No, ignore me. Um, yeah, he went. So yeah, so it's 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 it, this is a difficult spot. I'm, I might just punt wide receiver, stick with the the five that I've got, uh, and then just start smashing out all those running backs. That's um, not a horrendous call to have, though, especially as a win now team. And what you've also got to think, and I'm sure that you're aware of it, but more so for the listeners, is you've got four quarterbacks in any um, in any win now season. Four quarterbacks is great. Um, just because if someone goes down and then you've got a bye week, you've still got two that you can put in. But you also have that trade, um, that, that extra trade asset that you can trade for another wide receiver. Um, so, Rich, with the last pick of these 12 rounds, who are you going with? I'm going with Khalil Herbert. Um, perhaps more of a pick for, for the future than, uh, than a pick for now. But we saw in his... Short stint that David Montgomery's out last season that he's got elite upside. Um, I really, uh, really like his potential. Um, I think that you know David Montgomery's a free agent after this season. Uh, he could potentially do do really well. So, um, so yeah. So that that concludes the draft. We got twelve rounds in. Um, we'll have a, a little recap. Liam, could you uh, walk us through your team and uh, and your draft? Yeah. So drafting from the sixth spot. I went Lamar Jackson in the first round. Um, let me scroll back up so you can see a little bit better. I went Tyreek Hill in the second. DK Metcalf in the third. Um, Jalen Hurts in the fourth as my QB2. Then I went the 102 and the 104 in the fifth and sixth rounds. Um, filled out the running back position with AJ Dillon and Miles Sanders, even though I'm still kicking myself that that should have been Juju Smith-Schuster instead of Miles Sanders. Um, Mike Williams in the ninth, the 111 in the 10th, which, again, I think picks in this draft have gone extremely well um, in value-wise. Then 
Ramondre Stevenson in the 11th and then Mike Gesicki in the 12th, which I thought was great value. Um, with this team, I think I've got enough flexibility to pivot either way. Um, Dylan holds enough value where I could trade him away for more of a win now. Um, Peace, uh, another running back. I've got three first round picks in this coming draft. So if I did want to pivot away into a win now situation, I've got the 102, the 104 and the 111 all ready to be traded away for more of a win now asset, um, maybe even an elite tier asset. Um, equally, I could move away um, from that win now situation and maybe look at trading to Tyreek Hill if I feel like that is a move that I need to make to make a more of a win now team. Although I'd be more than happy to keep him. I think Jalen Hurts, if I was to pivot to a win now style, uh, uh, productive struggle team, should I, sorry, um, is the asset that I'd want to try and trade away to a win now team. Rich, do you want to go through your team then? Take us through yeah. what your thinking was. Yeah, so I uh, so I went went what kind of anti what I normally do. Um, so I went CD Lamb in the first, DeAndre Swift in the second, um, Aaron Rodgers with the three hundred one, Saquon Barkley with the four twelve, George Kittle with the five hundred one, uh, Baker Mayfield, Daniel Jones on the sixth and seventh turn, uh, and then Chase Claypool, Hunter Renfro, Matt Ryan, Adam Thielen, and Khalil Herbert. So yeah, I I, I don't dislike my team. I'll be honest. Um, I kind of slightly regret reaching on on Baker Mayfield and, and Daniel Jones when I did. Yes, it was was a slight panic. Um, I think in hindsight, if I'd have could have maybe grabbed one and you know could have taken the likes of Amari Cooper there, I think I'd probably feel a little bit happier about my team. But I didn't foresee Matt Ryan making all the way back to me in the tenth round. So um, so yeah, hard. Hard decision to make on on the spur of the moment that we were drafting, yeah. Um, but yeah, really like my team. I think it's it's built to win now. Um, I don't think the longevity is particularly fantastic, but um, you know the wide receiver core outside of Adam Thielen is pretty young. Uh, you know the the only kind of players that you'd say are going to age out in the next year or two are, are potentially Adam Thielen and Matt Ryan. So um, you know I, I still think that Aaron Rodgers is going to be around for three or four years. So. I'm, I'm happy with my team. I wouldn't say I absolutely love it, um, but I do think that drafting whilst trying to do a podcast and, uh, and only having 30 seconds per pick was uh, was was a, a new challenge, certainly. Um, I think we did pretty well, Rich. Yeah, I'm pretty pleased with that. Um, overall, before we kind of close out the pod for the day, were there any picks that particularly jumped out that you thought were either incredible values or, or incredible reaches? Uh, you put me on the spot here now, Rich. I think the Ridley I'll, and I'll Cooper in the seventh. Yeah, I think yeah, I think Ridley and Cooper value. were the seventh were great values. Um, I'm not quite sure about Elliot in the sixth, and I don't know if that's because I don't think he's going to be great again or like a top twelve asset at the position, or whether it's the age or what. I just don't know where to draft Elliot right now and the sixth seems okay but when I'm looking at other people in that in that range I'm just not sure whether I'd even take Zeke as the running back over for example Ridley and Cooper yeah yeah and I think for me there's there's a couple of I guess picks that stand out mainly at the quarterback position I think Trey Lance at the 111 
Um, you know, I know there's a lot of Trey Lance believers out there, but that that certainly feels a little bit rich for my blood. Um, I also think a little bit later, some of the other quarterbacks that went, um, you know, Cole Trask went in the 11th round, which, yes, it's, it's the fourth, fourth quarterback, but I'm, I'm not convinced that he will be the buck starter. I think if he was, we'd have heard plenty more out of them. Um, so, for, so for me, that, that feels a little bit of a reach based on situation rather than talent. Um, I also think potentially Sam Darnold um, at the 1109 um, was also potentially a reach. I know that he's got that $18 million contract, but I'm not convinced that he's going to be around much longer. Um, but yeah, that, that concludes the pod. I hope, I hope you enjoyed it, guys. It was um, certainly something new for Liam and I. Um, we've, we've had some feedback that people want to hear some more mock drafts and more startup strategy. So we thought we'd try and combine them in one. Um, felt slightly chaotic to begin with. I'll be honest. I was, uh, <laughs> yes, not not quite ready for how fast it was going to move, and uh, yeah, certainly missed a few picks that went flying in. But uh, but yeah, thank you ever so much for that, Liam. Before we leave, um, I believe you just want one one final plug for the uh, the Dynasty Listener League. Yeah, you you teed it up perfectly. Um, we have eighteen applicants to the Dynasty Listener League. Um, we will be opening five spots of that up four of those will be taken from these entrants um if you want a spot there is i believe it's our pin tweet on at five yard dynasty if it isn't i will make it the um pin tweet and all you have to do is sign up to google form drop us your sleeper username and we'll do some sort of draw next week um rich i believe we wanted to do a competition for the last dynasty listener league spot so that fifth spot do you want to tell the listeners how to get involved yeah so we're going to give away four four chances purely based on luck and then the fifth what we're going to do is what we want you to do is write a review for the podcast on your platform of choice whether that be apple Podcasts, spotify anything like that obviously give us the five star and um, what you then need to do is copy that and send it to us as a dm to the at five yard dynasty twitter page um, and then we will pick the best slash most entertaining um, pod review. Um, and that person will be getting the, the final spot in the Listener League. Um, we will probably read the review live on the, on the show next week. There you go, Liam. I've, I've just dropped that on you, but uh, I, I hope you're okay with that. I can't wait. Fantastic. Well, um, well yeah. Brilliant. Thank you ever so much, guys. As we said, it was slightly chaotic, slightly something new, but I but hope you gained something from it. And uh, we will see you again next week. HIV is still an issue in Montgomery County. The more open we're able to talk about HIV, we treat it like any other health prevention. PrEP stands for pre-exposure prophylaxis. People who are not HIV positive, who may be at high risk for contracting the disease. This is a good choice for you. It's just a way for you to sort of take control and say, I'm going to do this to protect myself. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about PrEP, the HIV prevention medication. Visit doitforyoumc.org. 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.